Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. School buses for what school? Uh, Somali A school? What are you going to school in Sonoma for? Right. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Andre Snellings, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at HammerNation19. He is at Professor DRZ. We'll get to the latest on the Sixers and the drama with Harden and Embiid in just a second. But we were talking Little League World Series, Dre, in the sense that we were asking – you step into the box against one of these 12-year-old fireballers. What's <laughs> happening? Now, you're an adult, okay? Mm-hmm. If we're listening, if you're listening, you're probably not 12 years old. And Eric, producer Eric, who's hitting cleanup for the uh, hard outs, the home run uh, team, the, the home run hitter for the, for the beer league softball champions of the state of Connecticut or whatever over there. Now, he's saying he's going yard at least once. Christian, the truck driver, joins us on ESPN Radio. What's up, Christian? Hey, my name's Chris. Uh, thanks for bringing me on, guys. Uh, you know, I got a 14-year-old daughter that plays fast-pitch softball. Yep. And uh, I am really sure you don't have one individual there that can hit that fast-pitch fa- softball, even Thank though you. it's double the size, much less a little league 12-year-old fastball. For, well, I mean, your, your 14-year-old is daughter crazy. is hitting it, right? I mean, they're making contact in this league. They are, but, you know, these kids, they practice four days a week, five days a week. They're swinging the bat, you know, 30 times a day, 40 times a day. You step up to the plate out of nowhere and try to hit one of these pitches. It's just not possible. I would be be willing to bet you could get 10 pitches before you even snag one of them foul ball. Wow. Wow. Well, (laughs) that's good. Yes, Chris. 14-year-olds can hurl it. Um, but I, I thought that, you know, if you've played some baseball, the problem with you and me, Andre, first of all, I'm not talented. Second of all, you are kind of athletically talented, but you swung a bat last when? What what was the year? Yeah, it, it definitely was the last millennium. Like it, it, it was in the 90s sometimes, the last time that I actually swung a bat. But I'm, I'm with Chris. I, I feel like all of these, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at my man, all of these three for four with a home run, uh, like C-3PO would say on Star Wars. You I wouldn't when, touch the ball once with 10 pitches? Give delusions me of grandeur. I'd at least foul it off. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know, I, the, the, I'm going to step into it and just knock a home run out the park. Eric, I'm going to have to you, see you, it. You work in sports, Eric. Have you ever stepped in against a major league pitcher? Have you ever been in the batter's box? I guess a major league pitcher. Yeah. No. I, I want to see that. I, I would feel give like a shot. that could be arranged, too, right? I mean, I mean, again, like, we don't know how the science comes up with it, but if they're estimating that with the closer mound, the pitch feels like a 94 mile per hour fastball with yeah. movement on it, 
Yeah. That's a professional, you know, that's a professional uh, 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 pitcher right there. You know what I've come to realize, though? There's a big difference between 8 and 12. Like any 8-year-old, I could probably take, <laughs> you know, I, I could probably smash one to smithereens. New question. Eight. How young does the pitcher have to, have be, to be for you right. to be able to hit it? Okay, there you go. Andre, answer that one. How young? I don't know. You know what? I feel like, you know, I, make, I, could, I could probably make contact with an 8-year-old, but I'm not blowing any smoke right now. I haven't swung a bat in so long. You know, line us up in the blocks, even though these days my hamstrings explode every time I try to sprint. See, well, I'm like, I could beat somebody in a race. But uh. Eric Eric was winning. What was this? Last night was the championship It was Monday game? night. See, you're Monday at the cage. Are you going to the cage, Eric? I, 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 I dabble with the cage every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know? So when you're at the cage, what do you hit? 75? Can yeah, you hit a 75 roughly. at the cage? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... But at the cage, it's a 75 straight ball, you know, like, and it, it's it's not 94 with movement on it. Like, those, those are some key oh, the, variables. The cage is not, again, the cage is not 60 feet, six inches away from you, though, yeah. also. I, I wouldn't think. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Um, all right, speaking... Speaking of not being able to accomplish something, like us in the batter's box, <laughs> the, the, Sixers, the Sixers certainly have failed to reach the conference finals. And the news today, is this a significant news story, I guess, is the question, Andre, because you're close to the NBA, you cover the NBA. Joel Embiid hasn't unfollowed anybody on social media. <laughs> He's just scrubbed the Sixers and the Philadelphia references off of his social media bios. Is that a thing or is that not a thing? Unlike Ramona, I think it's a bit of a thing because it's kind of a warning shot, right? You know, in the NBA, once the superstar says, I want to be traded, that's kind of the ball game. You know, no matter kind of what the contract says, if they say they want to be traded, then the team has to trade them. This is the step before that. Durant tried, you know, the Nets tried to do it with Durant. They got him back, Mm -hmm. but it was only temporary. It was only a matter of time. Sorry to interrupt you, but it was only a matter of time before he ended up getting traded. And so this is like a step down the road towards making a trade demand yeah. in my eyes. Yeah, me, I don't me think too. you do this with a sense of humor necessarily. You kind of know what the reaction is going to be with either a cryptic tweet or a changing your bio. I refuse to believe that this was just some <laughs> social media manager cleaning things up, deleting some old stuff. Oh, let's freshen this up. No, this was intentional. I yeah. think this was Embiid with a glass of wine and and an, an intent. Yeah, it, it was intent. And again, it doesn't have to be like he wasn't saying yet, you must trade me. But he was publicly making it known that I am not happy with what I am seeing. Right. And if things continue in this direction, be? then yeah. I will continue in this direction. How could he be happy with what he's seeing? Yeah. I agree with Chris Carlin. The Hail Mary here is the Dame Lillard play. Trade mm-hmm. Harden for assets. Use those assets and maxi to trade for Lillard, and then I think you'd get Harden, uh, you'd get uh, uh, Embiid back in, and the Embiid-Lillard combination would be more intriguing to me as a potential championship contender. You know what? It is a little bit weird here. If Harden really wants his money, he needs to play. Right. I kind of don't understand why Harden has taken the action. that he, Why did he opt in to his contract? If he wanted to leave Philadelphia, he could have just left as a free agent like five weeks ago. Like, what's going on with that? Well, because the, the, the dirty secret in all of this 
is I don't think any other team was going to give him, what, $35 million or whatever his current contract is. Right. And so it's not just that, oh, well, I was lied to. It's he didn't have the most options. Opting into the 35, I think, was the best way for him to potentially have his cake and eat it, too. I can still get a max type money for this year. And then if I get traded to a contender, then I'm happy. But, you know, if that doesn't happen, it's hard then, especially with Harden's history, to go back and say, you know, the Daryl Morey, the guy that literally wore a T-shirt with James Harden's face on it a couple years ago, is an evil guy that's doing you wrong. I mean, he's made hundreds of millions of dollars in his career. To me, I don't understand why winning isn't more of a priority for him at this point, but I think it's safe to say that it's not, which is why, to some degree, if he wants to make a lot of money and make a real impact on the world stage— has he thought about just staying in China, like <laughs> Shanghai Shark style? Look at what Messi's doing now in the United States. He could average 60 a game. Mm-hmm. He would sell a tons of pairs of Adidas. You know, they would take over from uh, Nike is the hottest shoe brand going mm-hmm. because he'd be, you know, and look at what Stefan Marbury did. You think I'm joking? No. Stefan Marbury is the it. greatest player in Chinese basketball history, and he was huge there. Yeah. No NBA team wanted him. But by the time he got to China, he was the hottest thing in the league. MVP, multiple-time champion. He was beloved. Yeah. I mean, and Marbury came to Georgia Tech the same year I did. So we were, like, in the same class, same athletic department. Like, I always have a spot for Marbury. So, yeah, I, I paid attention. I followed when he went overseas. Um, I think with Harden, he kind of wants a little bit of both. He does want to maximize his money. But last year, the move where he opted out of the deal to take the pay cut, that was a hey, let's help the team win type move. So I applaud that. But I think that this year there's a bit of, I mean, yeah, I did take a pay cut and I do want to win, but I also still want my money. And yeah, and so yeah, yeah. that's where he's running into some issues. Well, listen, you know what the market says Jalen Brown is worth? About $300 million. <laughs> yeah. You know what the market says James Harden is worth? Less than that. At most – what he's getting and probably even less than that because if he was a free agent i don't know how many teams would be falling all over themselves to clear cap space just to have james harden a year later say that he wants out that's why kind of his side of the story here doesn't really add up to me canty and carlin on espn radio espn app i'm aaron goldhammer he's andre snellings now brian winhurst ESPN NBA senior writer is live in Abu Dhabi covering the World Cup of basketball right now. But he is breaking off takes on the Sixers live from the Middle East. Take a listen. Should we expect Harden in a Sixers uniform, Wendy, on opening night? So I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's as easy for him to hold out because there is an obscure rule that exists buried in the NBA CBA that if he doesn't report within 30 days of the opening of training camp, the Sixers actually have the right to block him from becoming a free agent next year. So it's a measure that was put in to prevent these type of holdout situations. So Harden is holding a very limited amount of leverage. And by applying pressure to the Sixers, I think he's trying to achieve some here. I honestly believe that the best thing for Harden is to play for the Sixers this year and I definitely understand why the Sixers ended trade talks because I think the best thing for the Sixers is to have Harden play for them I don't think they could execute a trade for him that would bring back the type of talent that he is so Dre let me get this straight best thing for the Sixers is for Harden to play best thing for Harden is for Harden to play (laughs) and yet here we are in China with him saying Daryl Morey is a liar and I'll never play for an organization blah 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 yeah I mean so the 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 Harden being in China when he made this 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 comment, 
it's interesting because Daryl Morey has a history, right, of of That's not right. having positive uh, publicity come out of him in China. But yeah, I think that that Harden has in the last couple years cut off his nose to spite his face, you know, if you will, because he keeps leaving scorched earth everywhere he leaves. You know, he he was kind of beloved in Houston, and then he forces himself out of town by making them not want him anymore. Then he goes to the Nets, and the things he did in Houston to be out of shape probably lead to the soft tissue issues he has with the Nets. It keeps them from getting where they want to go. Then he comes back to Daryl Morey, who was his GM with the Rockets and, you know, is willing to wear a shirt with his face on it and trade for him and, and give him everything, presumably, that he wants. Yep. And now he's kind of scorching the earth there, too. It's just kind of difficult when his game has been going downhill at, at the same rate. You know, he led the league in assists this past year he and did. probably played at an all-star level. He did. But there are two major problems with him as a player. One is that he's not as good as he used to be. Mm-hmm. And the other is that you cannot count on him at all to deliver in a big game. I'm not saying he won't. He scored 45 or whatever it was in Game 5 of that Eastern Conference semifinal series against the Celtics. He scored 9 in Game 7 and just killed his team. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I just wouldn't know. You get LeBron, you get Steph, you know what to expect from them in a big game. Uh, Even you get Jason Tatum, I think you know what to expect from him. Assuming that he's healthy, you know what to expect from him in a game, as long as he doesn't turn his ankle in the first minute. Canty and Carlin brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Justin Jefferson, touchdown! He's a superstar. He's unbelievable. Justin is the most complete wide receiver in the NFL. He has a way of being able to get open. That's just incredible. He says, give it to me. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Andre Snellings. There was something said on NFL Live today that garnered a lot of attention and some criticism. But I actually understand here where Ryan Clark is coming from. He's talking about Justin Jefferson, who, Andre, I think by all accounts is number one fantasy player, generally considered at this point the best receiver in the league. He's where Cooper Cup was at this time last year, correct? Yeah, I mean, that's fair to say. Um, So there's also some other younger receivers that, you know, an example of a guy like this is George Pickens in Pittsburgh, who has made some of the most incredible catches I've ever seen in practice. Mm. Now, we talk okay, about practice. We're talking about practice. <laughs> <laughs> not a game. Back, to, not a to game. To get back to the Sixers, not a game, practice. Mm-hmm. But this Georgia product, and he had a great rookie year last year. It, it just If you haven't seen him, YouTube him, Twitter search him, X him, whatever. <laughs> There's some of the finest grabs I've ever seen made. I don't know that he's running the precise route that Justin Jefferson is on a regular basis, but these catches are are second to none. Ryan Clark, of course, played for the Steelers, so some might consider him a little bit biased on the subject, but he was on NFL Live today, ESPN NFL analyst, and said this about Pickens and sort of comparing him to where Jefferson is. George Pickens is much more talented 
than Justin Jefferson. Really? Justin Jefferson, wow. Justin Jefferson understands everything about playing the position, stems, leverage. He can catch the football yeah. in all kinds of awkward positions. He's a savant. Position. He's a savant mm. of the position. He had to learn to play the position because he was a two-star, right? So he had to understand that you had a brother who was the starting quarterback at LSU. George Pickens is an absolute freakazoid. Mm. A monster. I mean, like, a beast. Like ridiculously talented. He can do every single thing you ask him. He's not saying he's a better receiver than Jefferson. Right. He's saying that he was blessed with more God-given physical ability than Justin Jefferson. What do you make of it, Andre? Yeah, well, first of all, Ryan, R.C., He's a legend in my household because when I first started ESPN, I brought the kids to the cafeteria and RC came up to them and showed them where the candy was. So in my house, they call him the candy man, you know, so so I'm, I'm you know, RC's cool with me. And secondly, I do see his point because Pickens is physically one of the more talented receivers in the NFL. You know, he's one of those huge six, three, 200 something pound dudes that also is fast and quick and can jump and, and as you pointed out, make the Belitnikov-type catches. Yeah. So I see where he's coming from with that. And there's a difference between most talented and best. And right. that's where right. the argument lies, is in that difference. You yep. know, he, he's not saying that, that Pickens is better than Jefferson or even necessarily that he will ever get to as good as Jefferson is. But he has the potential to because physically he can do everything on the football field if he learns how to play at yeah. a level that, that, that Jefferson does. I could say Jamarcus Russell Ooh. was a much more talented player than Peyton Manning was. Ooh. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know. Peyton Manning could throw the ball 80 yards from his knees and right. do some of these insane things. Mm-hmm. Like, I could, the, it, to the same point that Ryan Clark is making, I think yeah. that what I just said, Vince Young was much more talented than Tom Brady. Like, who's a better athlete? Yeah. Who's yeah. running a faster 40? Yeah. Who's throwing the ball harder? Who's, But, you know, at, at a certain point, that's not all that these positions come down to. Justin Jefferson is an expert at the nuances of the game mm-hmm. that separate the goods from the greats. Jerry Rice, expert in the nuances of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. Like, you could have a guy, you know, some of the best quarterbacks ever weren't the most fastest guys running you know warren moon wasn't the fastest guy in the world john elway mm. ran okay but yeah. I, not everybody's blessed like josh allen outside the pocket or lamar jackson or whatever but yeah. th- th- that doesn't necessarily mean they're the best players but i do think pickens is primed for a monster year just mark him down on your fantasy team yeah and uh, he's what is known as a sleeper yes a mid late round sleeper also the Steelers are just a factory of wide receivers. Yeah. They turn Mike One Wallace, and then they get Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. and then they get, you know, Chase Claypool's there, and he's great, and he goes somewhere else, and he can. It's a great team to be a receiver. Up next, we play an edition of Fantasy Football Would You Rather as we continue. Aaron Goldhammer, Andre Snellings with you. Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Time for a little fantasy football, would you rather, as we're all in our war rooms preparing for our respective drafts. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Andre Snellings. Andre has an advantage over me in playing this game because he sort of (laughs) plays fantasy football for a living, whereas I've played (laughs) fantasy football for about 30 years and have never once won my league. I'm still waiting (laughs) for that first championship. The drought is real. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that that that's hard to do. That that's almost impressive. There are years I've had the best team in some stupid injury or handcuffing a running back or some nonsense. It's all luck, and I've gotten unlucky, which is why I need to focus on this segment. Producer Eric joins us now for a little fantasy football. Would you rather, Eric? What do you got? All right. First of all, there, uh, Aaron. Do you think you're going to win a fantasy football league before the Cleveland Browns win a Super no, Bowl? Ooh. No. Browns will win a Super Bowl first. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I think I'm too busy and I have too many kids. All these dudes in my <laughs> fantasy league, you know, they don't have any children. Their children are their fantasy teams, so they're <laughs> all over scouring the waiver wire for great. But I don't know. I got to put my kids to bed. I got a job to work. Multiple jobs to work, that is. Well, that's my lawn. That being said, my fantasy baseball league just had its first kid. Uh, shout out to Anthony Pagliaro the third, but that's nonetheless, that's neither here nor there. We're playing fantasy football. Would you rather? So, fellas, how it's going to work here is I'm going to give you two players, same position, ranked relatively near each other on the ESPN fantasy football rankings that you can get at ESPN.com. Yep. And then you pick which one you'd rather have for this season. All right, now what are we doing? A seven-point PPR, five-point <laughs> per reception. What is our? What are our well, league what's rules? What's a standard, here? Dre? Is it is a standard just ESPN league just PPR? One point, yeah, one point per reception. That, that that's the standard. All right, so, so that means every time the guy gets a catch, you score a point. Yes, and then every yard you usually get point one points. So you get yeah. one point for every ten yards gained. Six points for a touchdown if you never played fantasy football before. All right, Eric, let's get it started. All right, I'll start with Green Bay Packers wide receiver Christian Watson, excuse me, going up against DeAndre Hopkins. Who would you rather have, Aaron? 
I would rather have DeAndre Hopkins now because we just got this news today that you just heard in the Sports Center there about Traylon Burks getting carted off in Tennessee. That means the only bona fide pass catcher for the Titans is DeAndre Hopkins. So he's going to get a lot more targets than Christian Watson. Well, and I think Christian Watson, it's a kind of an unstable situation. I don't know what Green Bay's passing game is going to be. Andre? I'm actually going the opposite. I'm going with Christian Watson. Um, we saw him last year in about a month stretch. He ended up, he had, what, five, seven touchdowns and 300-plus yards over a four-game stretch. Now, obviously, Aaron Rodgers was, was pitching to him, and he won't have that this year. But I, I worry about DeAndre Hopkins. Tennessee's not a passing team. I don't know that they're going to stay with Ryan Tannehill, and I don't know that Will Levis is ready to be a full-time quarterback at the NFL level. So give me Christian Watson. All right, let's go to the tight end position here, uh, fellas. George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers versus Kyle Pitts. So, Dre, who would you rather have of those two? I'm going Kittle just because with Pitts, we still don't know what to expect from him. He came into the league. He was, you know, a thousand yard receiver his, his rookie season, and he has all the talent in the world. But the Falcons last year were a running uh, offense. He got injured. I don't know what to expect with him with, with, with a young quarterback there, whereas George Kittle's. He gets hurt a lot, but all he does is catch touchdowns. He had 11 touchdowns last season. I, I, I like the floor of him more than the ceiling of Pitts. You know, rookie tight ends, Andre, never do much. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Kyle put, Pitts put up those numbers as a rookie is pretty impressive to me. I'm going to lean towards Pitts. Both of these teams are quarterbackless right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who the Falcons quarterback is, Desmond Ritter. And I really don't know who the 49ers are going to end up starting. Darnold, maybe, you know, Brock Purdy, I guess, by the time we get into the season, is going to be ready to go. But I think the Niners are going to be playing ahead from a lot. Uh, from ahead a lot. Mm-hmm. From ahead? From, uh, a lot from ahead? <laughs> playing from ahead. Uh, playing, they're going to be playing from ahead, which means the Falcons are going to be behind. They're going to have to throw the ball. That's why I'll take pits. Get me out of this, please. <laughs> All right, next we're going to go to the, uh, back to the wide receiver position. DJ Moore of the Chicago Bears. Or Terry McLaurin of the Washington Commanders. Aaron, who would you rather have this season? You know, everybody's all over DJ Moore because he had a preseason touchdown. Scary Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. is one of the most underrated players in the league and one of the most underrated players in fantasy. Yeah, I'll take the Buckeye receivers when in doubt. Andre? Yeah, I'm with you on this. Um, I just don't know that Justin Fields is going to be passing more than he's running enough for DJ Moore to to reach his his uh upside. Whereas Terry McLaurin, all he does every year, thousand yards, five, six, seven touchdowns. He's done it every season of his career. And I expect him to continue to do it and maybe even uh, be a little better because yeah. he's getting better and hopefully the team around him is as well. Yeah, fantasy football, would you rather? Aaron Goldhammer, Andre Snelling's with you with Canty and Carlin. Producer Eric is with us. He's giving us the questions. We're giving the answers. What do you got next, Eric? All right, the guy throwing the football to uh, DJ Moore this season will be Justin Fields. The other Justin just got paid. That's Justin Herbert. So, Dre, who would you rather have this season, Justin Fields or Justin Herbert? I'm going with Fields just for the pure upside of a quarterback that we saw last year. He could average 100 yards rushing per game, like for an extended period. That That's in play. And Justin Herbert is an excellent quarterback, but... In fantasy, quarterback is not the position typically that drives teams. So you can normally get good quarterbacks late in the draft. So ideally, I might try to end up with both. You know, um, go with with Herbert for the the, the floor and and Fields for the upside. But if I just have to pick one, I'm going to go with Fields. 
New coordinator for Justin Herbert is Kellen Moore. I think he'll help him lead the league in passing. I don't think, given where that team plays their games and all of that, I don't think they're going to be running the ball a ton in Los Angeles. I think they're going to be throwing it all over the yard. I don't like Justin Herbert in a big game, but I would take him in fantasy. And I just, I'm more confident he's going to stay healthy, too. In comparison to Fields running all over the place, I will take Justin Herbert. What do you got next, Eric? Actually, let me jump in real quick because we're talking fantasy and kind of inside baseball. Fantasy quarterbacks, you get 10 for every 10 yards you rush, you get a point. And so Fields being able to average up to 100 yards a game rushing is such a big point bonus over what, what I feel like the upside is for what Herbert could, could, could do as a passer. So in real life, maybe you like his passing better, but in fantasy, yeah. Fields' is rushing is, is what does it for me. So, so And then let me ask you this. In most fantasy leagues, do you get six points for a passing touchdown or four points for a passing you touchdown? You usually get four points for a passing touchdown and six yards for a rushing touchdown. So uh-huh. that's another area. If Fields ends up with 1,000 yards in eight rushing touchdowns, that's a monster amount of points for the quarterback position that Herbert uh, would have to overcome. See these cockamamie leagues I play in, you know, <laughs> we get six points for a passing touchdown. Okay, so, okay, know, yeah, yeah, that makes a difference, a huge difference. All right, Eric, we have time for one more. Go. All right, let's stick with the quarterback position. And speaking of relatively running quarterbacks, we got Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott in the NFC East. So, Aaron, who would you rather have this season, Daniel Jones or Dak Prescott? I mean, I'd rather have Dak Prescott because I just feel like he's a that much of a better player. You know, what Andre just went through about Fields versus Herbert, like those are two super talented players. Prescott, to me, is just on another level of player. So I think his ceiling is so much higher. Now, Daniel Jones had a good year last year because his team won. Yeah. But I think he only threw like 15 touchdown passes all season long. He might run a little bit more than Prescott, be a little bit more mobile. But I would take Prescott. Andre? Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Fantasy football leagues are normally 10 teams or 12 teams. So there's an argument neither one of these is a fantasy starting quarterback this year. I yeah. think Dak Prescott has a chance to be. If if, if you're you, you take a quarterback late, you could arguably end up with him as your best quarterback. I don't think you end up with Daniel Jones as your best quarterback under almost any circumstance. So give me Dak Prescott. ESPN Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy game in the United States, and we have the number one fantasy app in the world. It is completely free, and it has never been easier for you to join. Sign up your league now. Go to ESPN.com slash FFL, or you can join in the ESPN Fantasy app. Up next, our Play of the Night Plus, Aaron Rodgers and a mentalist. It's all next. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Well, few things in life make me smile quite like the New York Yankees losing. I'm Aaron Goldhammer's Andre Snellings. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 were presented by Progressive. My play of the night, Dre, the Atlanta Braves cooked the Yankees last night. They're back to 500. And I think the Yankees have thrown in the towel here a bit. They've got Vasquez on the mound tonight against Charlie Morton. And I think the play of the millennium is to hammer the Braves tonight because I think the Yankees are just done. I think they've just gotten to the point now where they realize they're not good and they're, you know, kind of uh, realizing their season is absolutely over. Dre, what do you like tonight? Oh, yeah, no, you absolutely scooped me on that one. I've, I've taken the Braves uh, minus one and a half over the Yankees two games in a row, and it's been easy money. They, they don't look like they're playing the same sport right now. It's kind of like Lionel Messi in the MLS. It's just one is playing on a different level than the other. Yep. But since you got that one, I will jump to the Mariners minus one and a half over the Royals. They've played, this will be their third game in a row. The Royals actually snuck the first one, and the Mariners came back from five down and lost in the ninth inning, and it felt like they were angry, so they came back and won last night in over uh, extra innings. I think the Mariners win the series um, tonight in the rubber match, so I'll go with Mariners minus one and a half. I also got a couple tennis plays, which maybe I'll get oh, yeah. to next week, but I'm starting now. U.S. Open's right around the corner, and there is oh, yeah. there's some coin-to-be-made Caesar Sportsbook in uh, playing the tennis. All right, uh, let's get to three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Three and out, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Andre Snellings. We start with the day. It is National Roller Coaster Day. I am bad on a roller coaster. 
I once threw up in a garbage can at Great Adventure in New Jersey after going on the Superman ride. But, Andre, you're much better on a coaster than I am. Do you have a favorite coaster of all time? Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I love coasters. My favorite of all time might be the King Cobra at... at, um at King's Island because you stand up on it and you know you, you go oh. around and you got like the, the the loops and everything but uh these days unfortunately I'm I'm such a beefcake I'm I can barely fit through the door and I can barely fit on a roller coaster so it makes it harder for me to ride than uh than when I was younger Dre don't feel bad uh, now <laughs> that I I can barely fit on a coaster and it I'm good for a trip to the chiropractor oh yeah if I go to Cedar Point <laughs> for a day so I'm a little careful about doing that too uh with the kids elsewhere three and out Liberty win the commissioners come not only did they beat the Aces, this is WNBA. Yes. Not only did they beat the Aces, they drubbed yes. the Aces and sent a bit of a message in the process. Yeah, they they beat the Aces down for the second game in a row. So you know, for those that for whatever reason haven't been paying attention in the WNBA, the Aces are way the best team in the league. Like they they started off twenty something and two. But this is now two games in a row that they've lost by a combined 55 points against the Liberty because the Aces win in the interior. They're just so much better. And if the other team can't stop them in the middle, then it's a blowout. The thing is the Liberty can. Jonquel Jones has gotten healthy. She was struggling a little bit early in the season. Now she's balling. She was the MVP last night in the Commissioner's Cup. And unless the Aces can get Candace Parker back or find some other solution for knocking down some long-range shots, it could be some trouble when they face up in the playoffs. All right, Andres, W. NBA Minute brought to you by uh, <laughs> our, our, our friends at uh, Progressive Insurance. All right, Hard Knocks, a mentalist. Did you see this? This was last night, Hard Knocks with the New York Jets. You can stream it on Max. <laughs> so they had a mentalist visit a team meeting, okay? Mm-hmm. And a mentalist is like a magician. Yes. But he can, like, read your mind. So he knew what card Aaron Rodgers pulled out of a deck, and then he made a little goldfish appear in somebody else's. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm starting to think. Call me crazy. I am starting to think that these guys really do have some kind of magical powers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know how the trick works, so I can't argue against you too strenuously. Um, I also have not uh, been watching Hard Knocks because I heard it was an Aaron Rodgers love infomercial. But, um, yeah, these magicians are amazing. My youngest daughter got pulled into a magician show and they let her come up on stage and do the trick. And so I am kind of confident that she doesn't have magic. So I'm figuring there's probably a trick even to the the best mentalist uh, performance. I I, I don't know how they... A guy guessed, I saw something from Seattle, a guy knew DK Metcalf's cell phone password. Like he just typed it. He'd never met him before and he could just feel it through his hand. I don't know. That was crazy to me. (laughs) And then like this isn't just like sawing the the old uh, woman in half or whatever. Like we're talking about reading people's mind stuff going on. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. I mean, there was this movie. It was a Will Smith movie where he was a con man and he hired a guy. I mean, you know, he went through this whole process they were like subliminal messages uh, all through a guy's day so he knew what number he was going to pick because he had prepared him for the pick now i don't know if that's anything but movie magic but i would imagine that mentalists probably stretch to get the 
every trick they can to try yeah. to come up with a way to, yeah. to do their magic. I wonder if that mentalist could have gotten that curse on the New York Jets to disappear. Maybe you could have beefed <laughs> up their offensive line. You know, if you, as, long as, you're, as long as you're picking cards out of a thing, you know, you might as well give us some help trying to block some people. All right. Joe and Amber are coming up next right here on ESPN Radio. This has been Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Andre Snellings right here on the great ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.